This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. And this is Kirsten Leister at Burger underscore Burger on Twitter. And this is the... Uh, this is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? What, what? Oh, what is it? Blimey! <laughs> <laughs> you forgot the name of your own... I, yeah, I have it here. Okay, and this... You have it written down in front of you? you, see, what, you... Well, it's worse that I just finished recording another episode of this exact same podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, this quarantine is really taking a toll on you. It is. And this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Welcome to The Obsessive Viewer, where a movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be it genre, trope, movie, or show, each episode. You can find more of our work at ObsessiveViewer.com, more of our podcasts at ObsessiveViewer.com slash podcasts. You can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at Facebook.com slash The Obsessive Viewer. You can also support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Obsessive Viewer at the minimum rate of $1 per month for an exclusive RSS feed with content recorded specifically for Patreon supporters. I'm your host, the aforementioned Matt Hurt, and joining me today in this special edition of the podcast is recurring co-host Kirsten Leister. Hello. Hi. Hey. Hi, Matt. How's it going? It's good to see your face. It is good to see your face, too. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> that's, that's um, I was actually going... So, you posted, <laughs> like, um, a, like, one or two hundred different, um, like avatar thing oh <laughs> yeah every time i saw that on my feed i wanted to respond and be like i'll i'll buy you like a hazmat suit or something if if you want to go outside because you need to go outside <laughs> those are all my friends <laughs> i have a i have a bunch more that i downloaded that i need to upload thanks oh, for reminding nice. me oh, oh no, i think my my phone came unplugged Oh no. That's okay. That's all right. Okay. I'm not getting up, so. Good, good. So, uh, yeah. So, I'm going to actually finish this. So, um Oh yeah, you got more. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Have you you haven't listened to any of the episodes since the quarantine, right? Uh no, I haven't. No. Okay. So, this is going to Sorry. It's fine. Uh this is going to be new for you. Is uh, it? Um, it is currently April 26, 2020, and we're at the tail end of day 39 of the first and dear God, hopefully last ever COVID-19 film festival. Uh, the COVID-19 film festival is basically me chronicling all the movies I watch while working from home and quarantining myself. I'm presenting these podcasts as if I were covering a film festival. And uh, yeah, this is a special episode because Kirsten is here with me for the entire duration of the podcast for better or yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um have you watched any of my movies that I suggested? Oh yeah, okay, no, but <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So I, what I did was you like, son of a bitch. <laughs> the idea was that I was going to have the co-hosts uh, submit three or four movies to me for me yeah. to watch, and then build like an episode around that. I did that with Mike, and then like, and then just stopped, and then just stopped because like cool. as the quarantine kind of went more. I was like. It went, it went more. That's that's you know what? I get it. Yes, yes. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Quarantine just went more. Exactly. So like I kind of like started to slowly distance myself from like themed 
kind of like days because like my idea was like oh i'll make this kirsten day and i'll watch all of the movies she did and then we'll talk it's my favorite holiday yeah um and then uh and then like it got to a point where it was like everything is on fire and yeah I don't want to like. I don't want to start working from home. Like, start the day working from home, and then have a list of movies I have to watch. Yeah, um, yeah, I get that. So, and then also, I started texting you about Community, so you yes, started exactly. <laughs> rewatching Community. Yeah. <laughs> so this is going to be kind of a potpourri kind of episode. I think it's more potpourri. 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 Fly me. Fly me. God. Crumpet. <laughs> We have listeners in the UK. We're not making fun of you. I kind of am. Well, yeah. Well, that's Kirsten for you. Um, hey. <laughs> I'm unlikable. <laughs> this is, if I'm not mistaken, this is your first first episode of the podcast in this year? Is that Can that be right? Is it? I don't no, know. Wait, did we do an episode for Birds of Prey? I don't know, Matt. I, it feels like it's been April for two years now. It, it has been. And our last episode where you were on was the Cats episode in 2019. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, um, thanks. Yeah. So I've seen, I've seen two new movies this year. Oh, God. Birds of Prey and Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, God. Wow. What's your, okay, what's your number one movie of the year? Birds of Prey. Ask me what my num- my last ranked movie yes, is. What's the worst movie you've seen this year? Sonic the Hedgehog. Nice. <laughs> Still better than Cats. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. Um. I didn't. I I didn't vocalize this joke, but I kept thinking that like you remember in the trailer for Cats where it was like this Christmas you will believe. Um. And like my whole thing was like believe what like it's I there's nothing like I don't understand what that was. You'll believe in Cats. Yes. But I think that the reason that we're under quarantine and the reason that COVID-19 has taken hold is because we didn't believe in December. So mm, I think you're right. I certainly didn't believe. So Yeah, I didn't either. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so how has your 2020 been <laughs> so far? Well, Matt, it's been awful. Thanks for asking. You're welcome. Um, how, how's yours? Oh, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. Morals on fire. How about yours? Yes. That's the way I like it, and I know the get bored. All right, well, thank you for listening to the Obsessive Viewer. <laughs> hey, now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey, now, you're a rock star. Uh, do we have to pay for rights, or... Uh, what's no. How does that work? You figure uh, that out. It's, it's, you know. I think it's fair use. We can't play the actual song, but just in case, if we did, we would only be able to play a little bit of it, and then we would have to critique it, so... That was a tribute. Yeah, your performance was bad. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Now it was, we're... wasn't it? It yeah. was real bad. I was at a wedding, um, at my friend Alexis's wedding from college, and uh, that song was playing, and we were all jamming on the dance floor, and then the music cut out like halfway through the song. There was something wrong. They were having like technical difficulties. In my head, there is a record scratch. Yeah, even though it was like an iPhone. <laughs> um, but we picked up the song and we finished it a cappella nice. on the dance floor. It was a beautiful moment. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Just like 200 drunk white people right. just rocking out to Smash Mouth. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of drunk white people, my brother got married. 
That was great. Mazel tov. Yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah, I have stories to tell you about that, but it won't be on the podcast. No, not, not, uh, not for this. That's for our ears only. Yes. And maybe the patrons on uh, Patreon. Maybe. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, and we, we've only seen one movie in the theater together this year, and that was Birds, Birds of, Prey. of Prey, my number one movie yes. this year. Um, and man. Are those, like, the only two movies that are going to be eligible for Oscars, or? I, no. Uh, <laughs> what if it was just Birds of Prey I, and Sonic okay. the Hedgehog? <laughs> you know, honestly, I don't, I think, I honestly think I read somewhere that they are looking at alternative, like, um. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like reason, like facts. Um, what? Alternative facts? No, no, no. <laughs> That's fake news. Um, <laughs> um, alternative rules and 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 stuff because like I mean, because they have released like Onward. Yeah, technically it came out this year, and even though it didn't get a theatrical release, it did get a theatrical release. It did. Yeah, for like. Oh yeah, you saw it. Yeah, yeah. In a- Kid I don't know. Thing. The timeline is all screwy it right is. now. It is. You I've know. been drunk for a majority of it. Nice. So I I haven't drank that much. Like I had a couple of beers one night and I was like, this is I'm I'm not I'm fine. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> fine. I'm not fine. <laughs> this is not fine. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I there was one day that I accidentally drank an entire jug of cider i think i saw i say accidentally but like i did it (laughs) so so i'm not really sure how that qualifies as an accident there was a day where i i saw your tweet about that and i accidentally judged you for it yeah so yeah (laughs) um but yeah uh like i i don't know about you but like i am really missing going to the movie theater like that's the most like well, yeah. I mean, you can still watch movies at home, but there's just something about the experience of going to a movie theater. Exactly. And when we go as much as we do, like this is the vacuum of that is is really hard to handle. Yeah. I mean, I I, I really like going to see movies and then going to get food and talking about the movie yes. we just saw. Oh yeah. And making and we can't do that. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I guess we could like watch movies together and then talk about them. We could. <laughs> like we're going to do here in a minute, but. <laughs> But who would want to, who would want that? I mean, um, who would pay to listen? Right. Well, to that. Patreon.com slash obsessive viewer. But no, like like last night I watched a movie, um, and like this is something I'm pro- I'm going to probably do because like I like I was thinking about like we were talking before recording like I have had like panic attacks and stuff like not so much recently, but like in the first few weeks like it's like a daily panic attack and part of like the thing that I do to help me like not feel like depressed and panicky and stuff is like I would go to the movies and like turn my brain off for like two hours or just let like be in a movie theater for two hours and like I can't do that <laughs> like yeah like, I have to develop new coping mechanisms and stuff but um I watched a movie last night <laughs> and uh, it was called Vivarium. what did you watch it was called Vivarium. um for listeners if you listen to the most re- the episode before this I talk about it um, it's not very good. It's very. It, it is very much like it's a Twilight Zoney kind of movie. It's like a couple, Jesse Eisenberg and Imogen Poots. They uh, are what a great name. Oh my god, I know, right? Imogen Poots. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. 
Uh, no, Imogen Poots, and she's great. I, I, uh, she's great. wasn't she in Green Room? She was, and she was also yeah. in Twenty Eight Weeks Later. Hmm. Um, but but old Pooty. Yeah. <laughs> but the movie is not that good. Um, if you want to hear my thoughts on it, go check out the last episode. But um, I did like since it's it's a new release. It was released digitally uh, this year. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm just going to I'm gonna tur- put my phone on silent. I'm gonna set my phone on the other side of the couch. I'm gonna prop my feet up. I'm gonna. So it's like you're in a movie theater. Exactly. And like I made the yeah. conscious choice. Like, okay, I'm not going to pause it. I'm not going to check how much time is remaining and stuff. I'm just. You are gonna go to the bathroom. Yeah. Three fourths of the way through the movie, I, though. <laughs> I didn't, but I did. This is. <laughs> This is embarrassing. Well, it's not embarrassing. It's quarantine. Um, I will be the judge of that. Yeah. Continue. So pizza was sitting right next to me, and like I was, I was petting her and stuff, and like, uh, like I was saying, you know, like, oh, you're a pretty little baby. Um, and then like for for a brief second, I I just like I said out loud as a joke to no one. I said shh. Um, <laughs> so I shushed myself. Um, yeah. And then I felt like, oh, I need to, I, I want to get like a Coke or something from the fridge. So I got up and then I like looked at pizza. I was like, I'm going to run to the concession. <laughs> so Okay. It's funny, but I don't think for the same reasons I, that you think yeah. it's funny. Oh, just you wait. So first of all. Oh, I'm waiting. I got my Coke and it's like a can of Coke. And I'm like, this isn't the same. It's not a like 32 ounce fucking cup. It's a little 12 ounce can of Coke. Um, but then also, uh, I kept thinking, man, I wish I would have, and this is probably what I'm going to do going forward when I do this. Um, I want to go on YouTube and find the AMC theaters pre-roll stuff and cast it to my TV and then play the movie after that. So, yeah. So quarantine's going great. <laughs> um, yikes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's the correct response. Yeah. But y- I just, yikes. I, yeah. But yeah, I, I do. I miss the movie theater experience. It, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. cinema. The cinema. Yes. <sighs> yeah. It sucks, but hopefully it'll reopen at some point. That, you know, or not. I and mean, that's a legitimate fear of mine. AMC is having some trouble. Yeah. And like, oh, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what the, and like, I think Warner Brothers, uh, there was a report that they are rethinking the theatrical model um, after all this. And I don't know how heavy that is or how much they're rethinking it, but it's like, like in the early days of this, Mike had messaged the group chat that we're in for me and him and Tiny and he was like, I, we might be seeing, like, the end of, like, the theatrical movie industry. And I was like, that's scary. And then all the stuff about AMC potentially going mm-hmm. bankrupt and stuff. Can't I think a lot of things are going to be different after this. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about some TV and some movies. This will yes. be kind of an interesting experience for us because usually when we go see something or we watch something together, we discuss it beforehand. Yes. And then we talk about it on the podcast, but this will be the first time we have talked about everything we're going to talk about today. Right. And that's exciting. So we don't, we, we, we can't like line up our opinions. I don't even. So they match. (laughs) Not that we do that. I don't even have an outline for what we're going to talk about necessarily. So, 
Um, I do. It is going to be kind of interesting because I think most of it's going to be more comedy leaning, um, especially that very hilarious comedy, Richard Jewell. Um, oh my god! So, I was rolling. Yes, let me tell you. Um, I do. I do want to get this out of the way. I assume that you did finish watching it. Do you, do I did. Yeah. Um, I want to do my impression of the way that they say Centennial Park in it. Okay. 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 <clears throat> Centennial Park. <laughs> you nailed it. Do it a little bit better. That Centennial I, Park. I love that that um, montage where he's saying that over and over yes. again into the phone. There is a bomb in Centennial Pork. You have 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, just a howler of a laugh. Pork. Pork. <laughs> okay, well, since we're talking about it, do we want to hit Richard Jewell first? Yeah, let's hit Richard Jewell. Okay. Let's let's condone violence, Kirsten. Well, he's dead, so. He is. And so, okay. So, Richard Jewell, directed by Clint Eastwood, uh, came out last year as Paul Walter Hauser and Sam Rockwell and Olivia Wilde. And other people. Um, How do you feel about uh, Richard Jewell? Oh, Kathy Bates is also in it. Um, yeah, Kathy Bates was in it. Oh, yeah. So how do you feel about it, and how much did you know about it beforehand in terms of... I did not know much about this. Um, even about I, at some point, like, before it came out, before, like, all this happened, you were like, oh, we should see Richard Jewell. And I was like, who the fuck is Richard Jewell? <laughs> and you were like, that's really funny, because the tagline for the movie is, you will remember his name. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the world will know his name. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I had, like, peripheral knowledge that this had happened, but I didn't know any of the details. Yeah. Um, but big fan of Paul Walter Hauser. Me too. He's our guy. He is. We see him in everything. He's... Yeah. He's, he was in an episode of Community. He was. <laughs> and, uh... Like he was in I, uh, I Tanya. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he was in uh, Black Klansman. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he's great. He's... Do, you, do you follow him on Twitter? No, I don't. Oh, he's a good tweeter. Is um, he? Maybe I'll check him out. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's like suddenly kind of exploding mm-hmm. on the scene. Um, and uh, love love that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to see it because of him and also Quinn Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Um so uh didn't get a chance to see it in theaters, but I rented it mm-hmm. and watched it last night. Um, it was good overall. I really liked it. Um, good pacing, mm-hmm. uh, really great acting. Yeah. Um, what was up with Olivia Wilde? I, okay, I am very excited to talk to you about this because there's like controversy. Are you aware of the controversy surrounding it? No. So, I don't know. I didn't know anything about this movie okay. going into it. She, first of all, her performance, it's like, I've heard people compare, like, say that it's like she's in a completely different movie. <laughs> like That's how it felt. It's it's so weird. It's It was so over the top. Yes. And I, I don't know if Kathy Scruggs, the woman that she was portraying, I don't know how similar the character was That's... to her. Um, but it just seemed unnecessary. Mm-hmm. She was like unnecessarily vulgar yeah. and um, inconsiderate, and she slept with that, Agent John Ham uh, yeah. <laughs> to to get the story. Like that's the thing. Like that's not confirmed at all. And what's really kind is, of is Kathy Scruggs alive? No. So she okay. Was- 
so she's not around to corroborate exactly and like there was the a portrayal lot, yeah there was a lot of controversy surrounding that because it's like okay well you're dragging the name of a journalist through the mud without having any like yeah no way that she can like defend herself it seemed real it was it seemed really weird yeah Oh, yeah. um, and there was so much about her character like she's a smoker right. she has a pack of cigarettes but she doesn't carry a lighter Right. okay also she's a reporter and she admits that she's a terrible writer right. okay I forgot about that yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just it was that was really messy I, I didn't yeah like, like, at, like she was on the scene of the bombing right. and she's praying with her co-writer co-journalist and she's like please let us catch this guy before anyone else like it's so callous it's unnecessarily callous it was so weird it's it felt really disingenuous yeah it's it's really way too antagonistic and way too much yeah like they were trying to make her like so cool such a cool girl that she's cooler than all the guys but it just came out like really over the top and unnecessary and completely disingenuous and yeah yeah it was really messy um yeah yeah so that subplot i i didn't care for that at all like that and and then and then when when uh bobby um jewel when richard's mother is giving her um address to the press yeah. toward the end she's in the back and she's crying i was like come on yeah shut up yeah it, yeah oh cry me a freaking river right. kathy scruggs exactly uh the fictional I, I, but I, I feel bad because <laughs> i feel like that that i mean that there's no way that that could have been a very accurate portrayal no. of this woman i i totally agree and it just feels like it's it feels so much like a kind of movie convention. Like it just feels yeah, like, okay, yeah. need this villain person. And also... But they turned it up to like 300%. Exactly. And like, I don't know, it kind of also feels like Clint Eastwood is like, okay, well, we need to make the press the villains here. We need to make the the press just disgusting evil. Uh, really? The villain was John Hamm? Yeah. Oh, who yeah. leaked the information like super easily. Right. Agent John Hamm. Um, Agent John Hamm. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Who, um, like, literally was just, she was like, tell me. And he's like, no. And she's like, tell me. And he's like, okay. <laughs> right. And that's it. Oh, so, it was so, oh, that I I didn't care for. Like, the movie overall, I thought was okay. I haven't watched it since I watched it back in, like, December. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was okay. Um, definitely better than Clint Eastwood's previous movie, The Mule. Um, I didn't see that, but heard it was not great. Um, well, for a movie that has a 90-year-old man who also directed the movie, uh, in no short of three female-female-male uh, uh, threesomes. Uh, oh, boy. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. But no, it, it was, it was, that movie was fine. But Richard Jewell, I thought... That movie was fine. <laughs> um, but... Richard Jewell was okay. I really liked Paul Wal- Walter Hauser and Sam Rockwell's yeah. performance. Um, Paul Walter Hauser's performance was really, really great. It was in this. Oh yeah, I, he really showed a lot of depth that we haven't because he's he is a particular type. He plays like the kind of bumbling, kind of stupid, mm-hmm. like sidekick character. Right, and someone who but, is. Oh yeah, you're talking about in his previous roles. Yes, yes. Gotcha. Um, and, and this was a very different portrayal for him. He had really unique depth and character development. Um, I love how um, 
like the FBI, like they kind of think he's kind of a dummy and they're trying to trick him, you know, trying to walk him into a, you know, waiving his rights and everything. But he's sharp. Like he knows penal code. You know, he is a former cop. You know, he's he's kind of like on the surface. He seems like kind of a, a, you know, dumb kind of airy guy, but he knows you know, he won't sign that paper. He's like, this is a real form. And, and they're like, Oh, it's all it's, you know, it's for the training video. And he's like, I think I need my attorney. (laughs) Like he's not a dumb guy and they're trying to pull the wool over his eyes and he is not having it. Yeah. And one of the things I like about the portrayal also is that he's not only is he like conscious of like all of that stuff, but he's also, uh, the type of person who is, he romanticizes authority. Mm-hmm. And I really like that because like I've met people like that who are yeah. just like they're like, he's not, you come from a family of cops. I do. And in, in that, in, and you are a guy who has a podcast. I, I, uh, I'm sure that your family is very proud of you. They, they are, they are. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm living the dream, but, right. um, but no, I've met those people who are, like they're not necessarily like he wasn't a police he was he was just a security guard yeah uh he was a former yeah he he had been a a police yeah. officer but i've met people who are that type of person who isn't currently like an authority figure but they romanticize the idea mm-hmm. of being a cop and mm-hmm. yeah like <laughs> there was a guy that i worked with when i was a security guard not to name names or anything but like he was like that and there was a like I remember like he had like he like his car was like a Crown Vic, and he had like a light bar like a police light bar like inside. Is um, it who I'm thinking of? No. Okay. Um, no. Uh, it's not a protein shake. No, 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 no. It's not. Okay. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, that job had a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> But no, he like uh, I had heard somewhere that he oh no he told one of the other security guards I was a security guard at the time and he was too he told one of the other security guards like yeah sometimes I'll like pull people over if they're if they're driving too fast or something like that you can't do that yeah. no and like I saw a news article uh, like recently that was like person arrested for uh, impersonating cop it wasn't him but like I like clicked it specifically because I was like oh. yeah because you wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah. So, yeah, I told I, I get that that, you know, Richard Jewell had been doing that. You know, yeah. that's not great. But I really think his heart was in the right place yeah. based on the portrayal in the movie. I mean, he seemed like a genuinely good guy. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, he I, I just feel so bad for this guy whose life was completely, you know, upended. Yeah. Because he was doing his job. Right. And he saved lives. Yeah. And I. I, I really like that concept that someone was in the right place mm-hmm. at the right time and they happened to fit the profile of the person right. who would have done this, but they didn't. Exactly. Yeah. That's very interesting. It is very interesting. And I, I love the, like you said, the depiction of, of him as a character in the movie just mm-hmm. felt so just authentic and very yeah. like earnest, just very earnest. Like it, it's a character, like it's an ar- archetype that, you could be like, okay, well, he's a clown. He's an idiot. <laughs> um, but they do a really good job of showing the humanity within him. I really- yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sam Rockwell was really great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that scene at the end between them, I, th- I, th- I thought was really a nice button on the movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Kathy Bates was great mm-hmm. as Mama. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, she was nominated for uh, an Academy Award for. Oh, was she? Yeah, and like it was so it was exciting because uh, Adam Sandler was in Uncut Gems, and there was a lot of Oscar buzz for him. And like they were saying, like they were saying before the nominations came out, like. This could be like a uh, like a Big Daddy or uh, not Big Daddy, but um, a Waterboy reunion or whatever. Oh yeah. If both if they're both nominated and both win, but I don't. She didn't win and he wasn't nominated, but. Aw. Uh, yeah. So not that at all. No, not at all. Um, um, but yeah, what what made you interested in watching Richard Jewell and how did you rent it? Did you rent it on Amazon? Amazon. I had some like Amazon digital points or something so it was like i need to use these before they expire so i was kind of like flipping through what i could use them for and it's like oh maybe i'll just rent a movie and watch something so i was going through and i was like oh richard jewel i had wanted to see it when it came out um and i think it was right after i spotted paul walter hauser in the episode of community yeah so i was like let me watch my boy in his in his movie Um, I'm glad I rented it. I, re- I I thought it was really good. Nice. Awesome. Um, still don't know what was up with Olivia Wilde. Oh, like, no. chill, honey. Oh, chill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was a caricature. Um, yeah. Would it have made your top ten list of last year? No, I don't think it would have made top ten. Okay. But I, but I really enjoyed it. Nice. I still have it for 48 hours, so I might watch it again oh, before it expires. Okay. Just because I was drinking uh, yeah, <laughs> when I watched it last night. <laughs> sure. So... <laughs> I was eating, eating my onion chicken and drinking. Nice. So. Nice. I, uh, yeah, I did. I drank water last night and watched Bavarian. Mm, delicious. You're hydrated. I actually, I was really excited because I got a Brita uh, pitcher. Oh, nice. Yes. I have one of those. Nice. It's so good. Like, I'm I'm so excited. The water tastes crisp. Yes. And, like, the, the tap water here in Speedway sucks. So Ugh. it's so nice. Does it taste like metal? It does, yeah. It does. I hate that. I hate that. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. It's like pennies. Ugh. Yes. Ugh. 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 So that's Richard Jewell. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. Nice. Are there any other movies that uh, you saw when you were scrolling through that you think you might check out? Oh, uh, I want. Uh, I'll probably watch Onward at some point. Oh, nice, nice. I almost rented Onward, but oh. uh, I know it's on Disney Plus, mm. so I can just watch it there. Yes, I was just going to ask if you have Disney Plus or if you have. I don't, but my sister does, and she she has my Netflix, so I have nice. her Disney Plus. Nice. Um, yeah, if you do, we should do an episode about it. Sure. Yeah. If you want to. Yeah, like this I mean, the, you know, no pressure. This is the perfect time to, <laughs> to make, like, the joke that, like, okay, well, if you want to do an episode, you can do an episode, because I know you don't have anything going on, but I understand that it is, like, it's hard. Um, yeah, having to talk to me. Having to talk to you. It is. It's, that's why I'm drinking. Yes. People think I'm an alcoholic now, probably, because I, I've talked, this is, like, the third or fourth time yeah, I've I, talked about drinking. I do. And I'm drinking, it is... 544. It is 544. And I'm drinking. I'm drinking too. Um, I don't know what I'm going to have for dinner. I have spaghetti. I'm going to make my fish. Nice. Um, yeah, so... Fry up some fish. Have a fish fry. That is great. I'm so glad that I'm not allowed to leave. (laughs) It's tasty, okay? (laughs) Okay. I'm a decent cook. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, 
I, okay, you're trying to trick me into making dinner for you, and yes. I'm not going to fall for it. You know what I made uh, like a week or so ago? Um, I made French toast grilled cheese. It was actually, I would eat that. It was pretty good. It I was would pretty eat good that. with a big glass of milk. You, you ought to, if you have a waffle maker, you ought to make um, grilled cheese with with a waffle because the cheese will melt into the little waffle Ooh. divots. I don't have a waffle maker though. Oh, I have a waffle maker. Well, okay. Wow. Now she's flipping me, double flipping me off. Wow. I hope your waffle maker breaks. Why would you? Because. I only lash out because I want a waffle maker. <laughs> want... Matt, you can buy one I can't, I can't. on Amazon and they'll bring it to your house. That's that's true. I might actually do that because I, I got, I, I don't remember if we recorded this, but I got a new coffee maker and I'm super excited about it. I mean, I mean we recorded it because you've been recording the entire time we've been talking. I, have, I don't know if it'll be in the episode because we talked about work. You have the power to put anything you want in the episode. I am all powerful. Yeah. Okay, neck beard. Um, hey, so quarantine beard that is hopefully going to grow into something real. <laughs> something real. Something real. <laughs> I'm a real beard. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. Oh God. All right. Shall we move so, on? We shall move on. So, what do you what want else? to talk about next? Um, well, we, we, we watched Metal Bitch. And Schwartz. And Schwartz. I have watched it now two and a half times. I'm definitely going to watch it again. It's... Oh my god, it was so, so funny. Yes. So for our listeners, Middle Ditch and Schwartz is uh, three episodes of three comedy specials with Thomas Middleditch and Ben Schwartz. Thomas Middleditch from Silicon Valley and Ben Schwartz from Parks and Recreation. Uh, it is a completely improvised show that they do, um, and they have three episodes on Netflix. And my god, I hope that they do more. Like when everything settles and everything, because I know that they do like they tour it and everything. They've been doing it for a while, but. Man, to actually see it, because like I'm I'm a fan of theirs from their work, and also I'm a I'm I'm an avid listener of uh, uh, wow, um, <laughs> uh, comedy band. Ackman, Ach- what's his name? Ackman, Ackerman, Ach- Scott Ackerman, Ackerman, yeah, yeah. Uh, comedy bang bang, and they are on it a lot. And uh, man, I just I loved it. So I pressured you into watching it, and. <laughs> As a as a live performer yourself, how did you feel about it? Um, okay, improv is something that I don't think I could ever do. I think I'm pretty funny, and I have good comedic timing. Yes, but the pressure that comes with improv is so overwhelming. I yeah, yep. I mean, just just having it way over your head that you could say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Or blank and not come up with anything to say, you know, or say something that you think is going to kill and the audience doesn't react at all. Like, that's a lot. And I don't think I could I don't think I could put myself in that position. I think it takes a very brave person Mm -hmm. to do something like that and that they did it for an hour at a time. I can't understand it. I I just I can't like I, I like I'm. Like improv itself is just—it's terrifying to me. The, but that long form style that they did, unbelievable! And like having to keep everything straight. I, I love- which they didn't, <laughs> admittedly. Like the names changed. Danny turned into Dave, and and the whole the whole thing was trying to figure out 
who was Sawson and who was Kyle and what they wanted to do. That was hilarious. That was brilliant. Um, that was so, so, so funny. I think Thomas Middleditch had like three existential crises in that yes. one episode. Oh, yeah. There was the one, the rock, paper, scissors, where Ben Schwartz was like getting into his head. That was so perfect. There was that. There was, oh, when, when he was doing the Thomas the Third or uh, Timothy the Third, and he, and he had to, like, in character, but he was out of, he was like, I need to change this character. I feel like it's too real and it's scaring me. Can we give him something to differentiate him? Yeah, it's a cat farm. <laughs> and he owns a cat farm. <laughs> And then they repeatedly brought that up. So that was great. And then at the end, when he couldn't figure out who he was. was Like when he kind of goes like uh, downstage or upstage. Yeah, he had to walk away. He's like, I can't believe we forgot this. How did we lose this? Remember when Nigel disappeared and then showed up? He's like, wait, I'm here, Nigel. Just time out for a second. I'm here. And I know exactly what he wants. (laughs) Oh my god! Genius at play that is just so just and and I it's it's very funny the way that they keep it fluid they just switch places so yes. they're you know one person is not designated as this character right. and they play this character throughout the you know they switch as needed right uh, which uh, it is so funny and it it, I, it has to make it just so much harder to like oh I bet yeah I mean that would make it harder to keep the yeah. characters straight because if you played both. Sawson right. and Kyle <laughs> and you have had both of those different motivations and then suddenly you're one character who is inside the other character's body that would be so I was trying to figure out with them who was who and I couldn't do it I've seen that part of it twice and I still I'm like I still but Schwartz seemed like he had it together <laughs> he was like no no I like when they said on the count of three, let's both say who we are, and they got it. <laughs> I mean, at least they both said different names. Right. So, oh yeah, but like in in just the evolution of the story in each episode, yeah. like it just goes yeah. to some just crazy places, and like the way they the way they tie it all together. Like the ghost shows up and he's like, oh, I'm a ghost. He's like, okay, we'll figure out who you are later. And then the ghost is the officiator at the wedding, you know? Um, uh, and then it turns out the ghost was also the robber. <laughs> and the ghost so went to heaven at the end, even though he was a bad guy. <laughs> like they, they managed to, um, so for the most part, keep like a through line. Oh yeah. And like, I can't understand how that, is possible. It's gotta be it's gotta be so hard, but they make it seem completely effortless. Oh yeah. And I really hope that Netflix like orders more of this. Yeah, I hope they pick it up as like a series. Me too. That'd be great. It's so good. Um yeah. the moment there was a moment where um <laughs> like the first time I was watching it, um I, I posted on like Snapchat and stuff, and I tried to send you a video, but I always forget that when I send you a video through text it always bounces back. So uh, send it to me on Facebook Messenger. I know, I know, but I'm going to send it to you now. But um, and I'm going to splice it into here because it's just me laughing. But um, uh, there was a moment where they, it was in the third episode, and they were uh, like Ben Schwartz was as the kid, and then he's he's like, uh, I love college, college, and everything. It's like fraternities. <laughs> yeah, we as photography students are, are definitely, definitely in a fraternity. 
so great. Uh, yeah. And then, like, just... Magic! Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic! I love, um... Sebastian, who was the brother at the wedding, he's like, yo, yo, I'm Sebastian. And, he, and he's like, yo, you're, you're too much sober. Yeah, it makes it even darker that I was going to drink champagne out of a microphone. That was so, that was so perfect. It's like, just, they're both so witty and yeah, so quick. It's so And, like, incredibly creative. Oh, absolutely. And, like... It was, I mean, it was crazy how hard I was laughing. And me too. As by myself. Evidence. Just, it was so fun. Yeah, as evidenced by the video that I just showed you. Oh, oh. You. Matt Hurd just sent me a video. Hold yeah. on, I gotta watch this. Okay, and I'm gonna splice it here into this, because it's just... Shh, awesome. Shut up, I'm trying to watch something. Okay. Um, thoughts and notes. Um, you sound like, um, have you ever heard like a fox? Fox? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They don't sound like what you would expect they sound like. I do consider myself to be a fox. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not saying you're foxy. No, it's implied. Yeah. Yes, um, have you ever heard like what a fox sounds like? Uh, no, I just know the song. What does a fox say? Ding 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 ding. Copyright. Um. So yeah, I don't. I don't think Yulvis is going to come after us. That's who's saying what does the fox say? I just speaking gibberish. Yeah, the fox foxes like. You think you know how something's going to sound, mm-hmm. and then you hear it, <laughs> you know? Um, listen to, like, fox noises. They sound like they, they make that noise that you made when you were laughing. Okay. I am foxy. So... that's No, I just said you so weren't. So, Audition Schwartz, uh, which of... So, there's three episodes. There's Parking yeah. Lot Wedding, uh, Law School Magic, and Dream Job. Uh, in terms of concept and, like, setup, which was your favorite? I think parking lot wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it, it was, uh, I don't know. I just love how everything came together yes. so neatly in that so episode. Um, the most- also, like, the, the, the parents of the bride and groom sitting on one side, and they, they didn't realize until after they established that that the bride and groom families usually sit on opposite sides, and they're like, then who's over here? It's all the people from the parking lot. <laughs> During the music festivals. Brilliant. Like So funny. Like that, like little bits like that where it ties together so uh, quickly is just so brilliant. The first the first joke that made me laugh out loud was when uh Thomas Middleditch was adjusting his tie and then he adjusted his bow tie and he kind of frowned at himself and he looked back at Ben Schwartz and he said I'm wearing a tie and a bow tie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was so happy because you texted that to me, and I was like, yes, she's watching it. Yes. So it was – I'm definitely going to watch it again oh, within yeah. the next few days. Oh, yeah. It was very funny. So good. So yeah. good. Um, 
that's Middle Edition Swartz. <laughs> yeah, check it out, guys. It's it. I mean, I mean, it's just three hour long episodes, so it's not like a big time commitment. Right. Definitely right. worth your time. Absolutely. Like I said, it's one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time, and that also reminds me that. Um, have you ever seen? Uh, uh, I think you should leave. On Netflix, have I talked to you about that? Oh well, if that's how you feel, Matt. Yes. Let me just. Yes. Uh, no, I haven't. Um, it well, is. Well, what is that? Uh, so it is a sketch comedy show with like 15 uh, minute episodes. There's only like six of them, so it's very quick. It's on Netflix. It's from Tim Robinson, who you may have seen uh, something that went viral where there were protesters talking about how they can't go shopping. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, <laughs> I did see that. Yeah. He added to it, this is when I start, <laughs> start buying Halloween stuff. How am I supposed to buy <laughs> Halloween stuff? <laughs> uh, but he has a sketch show on Netflix. All right, I'm sold. I'll watch it. <laughs> And it is hysterical. Like, it is, uh, like I said, it's only like 15-minute episodes. It's called episodes. I Think You Should Leave. Yeah, it's kind of has okay. that, like, kind of adult swim, kind of surreal comedy kind of okay. humor thing. Um, there's one, like, and unfortunately it's not on YouTube, but there's one sketch that has uh, Patty Harrison. Uh, she is in an office setting, and she is, uh, like... The, the her coworkers say like oh yeah the new copier is in and then one of the coworkers says like yeah I guess Christmas came early um, and then Patty Harrison's character just picks up on that and keeps hitting the Christmas thing and tries to make jokes and it's like it is so it is it is next level funny like I, okay like I will sit there and think like I'll just you know I already said I would watch it yeah, so. I'm just trying to sell the listeners on it. Um, but yeah, so anyway, it's, it's really funny. Um, yeah. So, um, I watched a couple of things that I think will be exciting for us to talk about because I know that you've watched both of them and then we can okay. talk about community after. Is that okay? Okay. Okay. Mike Birbigley is the new one. <gasps> I've been telling you to watch that. Oh my God. Yes. It's- Everything he does is just magic it, it is oh yeah everything he does is Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh that that special was just so great like so i need to rewatch that it was really good yeah the way that he ties in the like i, I love i love his approach to stand-up comedy because it's storytelling yeah like he does it so perfectly every time and like mm-hmm. this this particular special was just really great. Like the, I love how it started with he was shopping for a couch yes. because when I when it came out, I watched it like either the day it came out or like the day after, mm-hmm. and I was shopping for a couch yes. and I was like, oh my god, this is so relatable. And then he was like, and kids are the worst. And I was like, yes, it yes. gets even more relatable. And then he was like, and I had a kid, and I was like, oh boo, right. I- <laughs> I went through the exact same thing. Um, yeah, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, I need to buy a couch um, <laughs> that I haven't. You do need to buy a couch. You just got that stimulus money, right? Yes. Yes, I did. Buy a couch. Um, American made. You need to. Um, Stimulate the economy. Well, you know. And um, your butt. Y- eh. <laughs> that's where the other. <laughs> that's, that's where the rest of the money went. Yeah, that's, that's where the secret Patreon feed I have. Anyway. Um, so, God, uh, but yeah, the, the new one was great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, I love his candor in his stand up. Like he mm-hmm. is so 
like genuine with his comedy yeah. and everything and like yeah I, I i loved it i thought it was great um yeah and you know it tied together well um yes well, where do you so where do you think it ranks for you amongst burbig's stand up that is tough i will say that the kind of gold standard for me in terms of Mike Birbiglia specials and albums and everything is My Girlfriend's Boyfriend. I agree. Yes. I think that that is almost like transcendent. Like it is, Mm -hmm. it's great. Um, I would say maybe the new one is one or two below that. I want to say maybe thank God for jokes is above it, but also that's the one that we saw live. And like, yeah. That has, like, and I, that's a completely different experience. Exactly. Seeing a comedian live. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I would say it's probably number two and number three. How about you? Yeah. Uh, I would maybe put the new one at number two because, um, because of how poignant it also was. Yeah. Uh, true. but it was, I, it was so funny. I listened to it when I was at work mm-hmm. and I, uh, Tracy, this woman on my team, she kept hearing me laugh, and she was like, what are you listening to over there? And I was like, he's talking about a couch, you don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) It's the whole thing was about the couch. I thought you were going to say, he's talking about masturbating into a cup. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was there too, but. That was. Um, Yeah. So I would maybe put the new one at number two. Nice, nice. Uh, great. Yeah, that is available on Netflix. Mike Birbiglia is the new one. Uh, so great. He's he's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, the other thing that I saw, uh, was John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch. <gasps> oh my god, yes. I loved it. Me too. Like, oh my god. As much as I love him as a stand-up and everything, I thought this was such a a unique departure mm-hmm. and everything. It yeah, was really good. Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> Like, that was so funny to me. Yeah, like I was watching it and I was thinking, like, it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool in like ten or fifteen years, like when like the kids that are in this are gonna be like like some of them are gonna be like big stars or something. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really I mean, God, they were just they were so good, and the the guest stars that he had, yes. Richard Kind, Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake was, was so great. funny. Yeah. David Byrne. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, so good. Um, did you have like a, like a favorite number? Um, that's a good question. I want to say that, uh, maybe the last one with Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, that one was very fun. That one was really good. Um, yeah. What was his, what was he called? Mr. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. I don't I, I've got it up on, pulled up on IMDb. Oh. Dead mm-hmm. air. Huh? No, I just said dead air. Oh, yeah. Mr. Music. He was Mr. Mr. Music. That's right. Yeah, because the whole concept was he, he can make music anywhere and everywhere. And yeah. He, he kept failing. <laughs> yeah, he was not good. He was doing stuff that was really quiet. <laughs> like, you can make music, dropping this feather. <laughs> now listen. <laughs> oh, I think so I love the, the song, the, the Tudor song, yeah. where the Tudor came in. That one was fun. With the eye patch. Yeah, yeah, for no reason. <laughs> but he kept he kept like beginning to explain <laughs> yeah. why he had an eye patch and would never go into it. Oh yeah, 
Uh, um, but God, the, the kids were so so talented. So talented, like the one with the uh, macaroni and butter song. I was like, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, um, I loved uh, that the kid who sang about um, grandma's got a boyfriend and his name is Paul. That was, great. That was really great. <laughs> do do uh, do flowers exist at night? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what a what a great so like good. mix of. Mm-hmm. Of, I don't know, just genres and yeah. music styles oh, yeah. that came together in a really um, fulfilling and satisfying way. Absolutely, and it was like so, like John Mulaney. Why did you do this? You know, yeah. and like he says at the beginning, like uh, I'm doing that. I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't have kids. I don't want yeah. kids. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that is awesome. Um, it was really, really great. I loved oh, yeah. the. Um, what do they call it? Confessionals with the kids? Yeah, like what do the they talking, call those? Huh? Talking heads. Talking heads. Yeah, yeah, the talking head sessions yeah. that they did with the kids. Like, what are you afraid of? You know, and home invasions. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it got real. Right. Are you afraid of that because of like your parents? It's like, yeah, my my mom is afraid of home invasions. I'm afraid of home invasions or whatever she said. Uh, really good. That was um, re- it. Was just really entertaining. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to him doing another live uh, special at some point, too. Because he's... Man, he's so good. Yeah. Um, so you have also watched many episodes of the NBC sitcom. NBC and then Yahoo Screen um, sitcom Community. Yeah. Um, I'm watching Community for the first time. Nice. Um... Wow, how great is this show? <laughs> it's so great. Like, for uh, like, I'll go into a little spiel. Um, it aired. It's premiered in two thousand nine, and I was really interested. <laughs> I was really interested in it because wow, I would have been a freshman in college. Like, it would have been perfect for me to watch it then. Well, that's the thing. That year, the year that it premiered, I was like doing my like two or three semesters at Ivy Tech, a community mm-hmm. college, and like, I was like, oh, okay this is like right for me. And then like I was watching it and I was like, yeah, I can kind of relate to some of this stuff, <laughs> but I, I love that show. Like I watched yeah. it every week and, um, I got into the habit of buying it on like buying each individual episode on PlayStation. <laughs> so like, Oh boy. And like the HD versions. <laughs> so like I bought the entire first season, like week to week, even though I had it on like DVR and everything, but like I, I did the math, and like each episode was like three dollars, and it's twenty five episodes. Jeez, Matt. Yeah, it's like that's yeah. They are long seasons. Yeah, but but yeah, I I adore it. Um, it is it's such a great show. So how are you liking it, and what's your impression been of the? Oh, first I, I I love it. Um, such interesting characters, mm-hmm. um, and like they've got a great mix of um, classic, typical sitcom situations and, like, really weird, absurd stuff. And then classical sitcom situations that are handled in an absurd manner. <laughs> um, so brilliant. Who, who, who was your favorite character? Oh, well, that's... Uh, it's tough because it's it's a very strong ensemble. It is! Yeah, and then Chevy Chase. But... <laughs> but uh, I would say I really liked Abed. Most of Troy and Abed are my favorite. Yeah. I mean, them together. Oh yeah. Troy and Abed in the morning. Yeah. 
I love so the reveal that the show is not for anyone. <laughs> it's I, I love that they do weird, fun stuff for themselves. Like the the, the first Christmas special episode. Oh, yeah. Um, at, at, I love how almost all of the little asides at the end are, are Troy and Abed just goofing yeah. around. And Abed is decorating Troy like a Christmas tree. And he's singing, oh, Christmas Troy, oh, Christmas Troy. And Jeff walks in and he's like, why do you two do this stuff? Because it's fun. And they heart cut to yeah. Jeff also decorating Troy. Yep. This no smell. Uh, just the, it, um, it's wholesome. <laughs> it's so good, and like, like Abed, I appreciated in the early Donde days. Está la biblioteca. <laughs> because I could relate to him because he relates everything to movies and TV. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and like, I could I could relate to Jeff because I'm Foxy, um, as established, and yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> I really like Annie because I... De- oh, I love Annie. She's so fun. She is. And I developed a very hard crush on Alison Brie as a result of that show. Why wouldn't you? Oh, the one God. episode where she like let her hair down and was all sexy? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. That and <laughs> I was watching... like. I love that the monkey's name is Annie's boobs. So great. And I love that the, the first episode of the second semester after the Christmas one was like Jack Black uh, sexualizing yeah. Annie. Like, she's, she's pretty young. We try not to sexualize her. <laughs> um, but Even though Jeff had made out with her in the previous episode. Yes, yes. He, uh, yeah. Right? In the, in the debate one. Because the last episode of the season wasn't. The, this was the first episode after the Christmas break. Oh, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway. Not a fan of Britta. Yeah, she is. She ha- She gives off very strong, I'm not like other girls, I'm different right. vibes, mm-hmm. which I'm totally not on board with. Right. Like, what's wrong with other girls? Yeah. Other girls are great. Mm-hmm. I love them, mm-hmm. you know? Me too. I- <laughs> She's she's annoying. Yeah, and and they definitely, as the series goes on, they play into that pretty 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 well. Yeah. Um, Love me some uh, Senor Ben Chang. Yeah. Now you're talking my language. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he turns his name into words for no reason. I love the uh, and like what's wrong with him? Oh it's so he's the wild card character. I he wants to that. infiltrate the group, right. but he also like. There's something wrong with right. him. <laughs> uh, how far are you in? But the also, he movie? might be Shirley's right. baby's father. Right. Um, uh, the okay, so I watched Troy's birthday episode. Oh my god! Can we talk about that episode? That might be the last episode that I watched. Okay. What a great, what a great episode! Oh, totally. The episode yeah. after that is the stop motion. Oh, okay. I, I definitely watched that one. Oh, That's a great one right. too. Um, Troy's birthday episode. Like, I f- like I rewatched it because I after texting with you about it, I decided to rewatch the show as well. And my god, like that episode alone, like feels so just perfect in a very yeah. non-community way. Every now and then, you come across. Um, an episodic show like this that they have an episode that is completely self-contained and it feels like it could be a a short movie by itself right and it is it is so like it's an interesting piece of writing in in my opinion because it is exploring these characters in a different setting and actually getting into a deeper 
deeper level with the character. Yeah, yeah. Like Annie's yeah. whole, um, you know, she's pretending to be this other person and she can finally let loose yes. and be who she wants to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, Pierce is stuck in a doorway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he's got that going. Right. Abed is having like a, like he's grappling with like, uh, human interaction and mystery mm-hmm. things. Uh, and like, I love Troy's arc because I tweeted this, like he is, he starts it out as like this wide eyed, like kid who's like going into adulthood. And then he's realizing throughout the episode that like he says at the end of the episode, like I'm realizing that you guys are just as dumb as I am. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like it's so true by the way. Exactly. Like That realization is such like a universal thing. Like mm-hmm. it's just, and it's done so well. And we see like backstory of, of Shirley uh, yeah. and everything. Just I I love it and like the social dynamics of that like them laughing about her about her stuff in the past and playing it off like just feels so genuine and real. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. They did a whole episode that was claymation. That I despite its. I when it started I thought it was just going to be the opening oh, yeah. you know but then it was the central plot that there was something wrong with Abed and he was seeing the world in claymation and they had to find the meaning of Christmas. Yep. Oh Oh my God. That was a fun episode. Oh yeah. And the, uh, I, I do not appreciate the way that it ragged on lost. uh, (laughs) They really did. (laughs) Uh, yeah. So, you know, um, I think my favorite episode so far had to be, the Halloween zombie episode. Oh, nice. I'm so glad you said that because that's one of my favorites as well. Like- that's a great episode. Oh, yeah. From uh, Troy and Abed having a group costume being Alien and Ripley yep. um, to just the whole, like, <laughs> concept that yeah. uh, the Dean has accidentally purchased, uh, like, Army, uh, yeah. like experimental <laughs> army meat. I don't yeah. know, <laughs> like a bio weapon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it's infecting everyone. And I love the scene where they they lock themselves in the study room, mm-hmm. and they're 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 like, "You got to let us know now if you've been bit," you know. <laughs> and no one says anything. And then you find out that what, what's what's the guy's name? Rich. Rich. Yeah. Rich has been bit, but he's concealing yeah. it. And it's like, oh, you know, there's always one person who conceals that they've been bitten. But then also Britta. <laughs> <laughs> so great. What I love. And, and then and then Troy has to save the day yeah. by going back and do it. He has to stop being sexy Dracula and go back into his his Ripley costume. And then it's like a hard jump cut. And he's like being overrun by zombies. He's like, why did I think this would work? This is a bad idea. <laughs> he's bitten like he's been like four times he's like i'm already bit you already got me yeah, Damn. yeah you, you did the thing you're supposed to do as a zombie okay um i love the- yeah, he, yeah he's, he's so sweet he's like abed i'm your friend <laughs> and then brit is like ah yeah. <laughs> uh and, and I- then oh oh jeff still cool as a zombie and he's like Ugh. um <laughs> What I love about that is that when they do those like co- high concept episodes like that, yeah. they still do like cool character moments. Like that episode has such a running thing of Troy and Abed's relationship and how like mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be a nerd and everything. It's just yeah. like it's they don't need that, but they include it. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a couple things about that episode. One is that, unless I'm mistaken, it aired the. And this is a funny like coincidence, but it aired the same night that The Office aired their episode, their Halloween episode, where, uh, um, wow, what is the guy's name? Uh, Gabe dressed up as Lady Gaga. <laughs> Lady Gaga. That's so funny. Two, like, two <laughs> they were both Lady Gaga. NBC sitcoms had Lady Gaga. I love how he met the army outside the building <laughs> and he was still full on dressed like Lady Gaga. <laughs> like, Dean Felton, there was no need for that. He is. Dana Lang. <laughs> He's. Oh, God. I love that show. But uh, another mm. interesting thing about. Oh, another thing I love about that episode is that. Um, like I love zombie movies and everything and it plays Mm -hmm. like it pays homage to zombie movies really well, but like there are certain like zombie, like, okay. Like, um, the queen song that plays at the end of Shaun of the dead, like I associate that with zombies now. Um, mm. because it's such a big part but like and now now abba every abba song is a zombie <laughs> like soundtrack and it's, yeah. it's so great um yeah i love i love i love that episode um i was when you said that your favorite episode so far was that um also by the way uh george takei <laughs> like his yeah. yeah that was great and then oh my god oh wait i think maybe the most recent the, the last episode i watched was one where um pierce was in the hospital because lavar burton was in that episode oh, okay yeah i haven't gotten to that one yet but yeah yeah oh yeah um i was really thinking that you were going to say modern warfare the paintball episode. That was a good one. Um, yeah. These are kind of very similar in mm-hmm. in that aspect. Yeah. But the zombie one I just thought was, uh, I just, I love Troy and he had really great um, personal character development in that episode. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I just thought it was funnier. Okay. Sure. Um, <laughs> but, but the paintball episodes were great too. I honestly think it's one of like the top five best episodes I've ever seen <laughs> of anything. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh God. It's it's perfect. Um Yeah. Do you like it do you like it more than the zombie episode? I think a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um and there are so many there are so many good so much good stuff that's that's to come in your watching that I'm excited. I can't about. wait. Yes. I can't wait for season four. Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't talk about season four. Uh, I'm gonna text you. God. Please still be under quarantine. Um, and like, it's, it's actually said that COVID-19 spreads through phones, so you can't text me or anything. So, yeah. I'm gonna. Um, do you, okay. So who's like your favorite, do you have like a favorite, um, recurring like joke or recurring character? Uh, that's okay. So I don't know if Dean Pelton really qualifies for this because he's he becomes part of the main cast essentially. He's in almost every episode, but the Dean is amazing. Um, there in season one, uh, the seize the day professor. Um, I oh yeah that. yeah uh, that whole arc was really funny. Um, honestly, like every episode of season one specifically is just like knocks it out of the park you know it this is one of the few shows that really it doesn't have like a lot of times when when you're talking to someone about a tv show you're like give it a season to you know find its footing but all the characters are really clearly defined you know and i it's it is it's already in its momentum yes in the first season i feel like oh 100 percent. even when they kind of make that i don't know if i would say make that transition but they they 
they go more into pop culture and they do like those high concept episodes. I think I yeah. would say maybe like the first one was the Chicken Fingers episode that they made as a mafia movie. Mm, um, yeah. Like even that just felt so organic and like just natural for the show, like a mm-hmm. natural progression. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's so good. Um and the writing is so sharp. Um the oh, the thing that I'm like more conscious of now as I'm watching it again is that it does it does something that uh, I can think of two other shows doing really well. Um and I'm, I know that there's more, but like in terms of like creating a comedy ensemble and everything, it, I, what I love about it is the same thing I love about like The Simpsons and Parks and Rec, in that it creates this world. Like Greendale Community College is as like versatile in terms of comedy as like Springfield is in The Simpsons mm-hmm. or uh, Pawnee is in Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. It's like it creates this like sandbox or this playground for for the writing to really go to just completely absurd places and like it's yeah. realistic. It's so, I, I love that about it. So yeah. Um, what's your favorite thing about, <laughs> what's your favorite thing about Greendale community college? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I would have to say that their school flag is a butthole. Yes. E pluribus anus. <laughs> Um <laughs> so great. That oh god. <laughs> that was great. Um, that the the human being mascot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Greendale human being and he's just a gray amorphous <laughs> blob with no discernible features. <laughs> um also side characters I I like uh Vaughn. Uh I love yeah. Vaughn. Oh, yeah. Tiny nipples, yeah. Uh, yeah. I love the line where Jeff is like, "I don't understand." He never wears shoes. He never wears. (laughs) He never wears shirts. How hasn't he died of lack of service? (laughs) So great. Uh, Um, Yeah, it's it's really it's really great. I'm really happy that you're watching it. Um, Yeah, I love John Oliver as uh, the Ian. Uh, Yeah, Ian Duncan. Um. He's great. Yeah. Uh, I, Starburns. Mm-hmm. Who is also Magnitude. Of, uh, pop, pop. Oh, yes. I haven't gotten <laughs> to him yet. Uh, he must be like, I don't remember where he starts, but yeah, Pop Pop was, was huge. Pop, pop. Um, <laughs> I wish that, I can't believe Betty White was only in one episode. I, know, I was hoping yeah. she was going to be their teacher. Right. I was so excited when she popped up as our anthropology teacher, and then she had to choke Jeff. And yep. get fired. Yep. <laughs> I love that stinger at the end of like the second episode where she's like, like at some village. She's with an indigenous tribe. Yeah. And they're talking about Inception. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's so weird. Um, but yeah, but the show. But it's like stu- it's so stuff weird. like that that like who thought of this? Right. Oh yeah, and like part of like. I have such a weird kind of an opinion about Dan Harmon who created the show. Okay. Like the kind of genesis of community is that Dan Harmon like had that experience that he was in like a community, like back in the day he was at a community college, he took Spanish and he had a Spanish study group and that inspired him to write the show. Mm -hmm. Um, He, I just 
don't like him as a person. <laughs> okay. Um, I've talked about I don't I don't know before. anything about his oh, okay. about him. Yeah. So Well, he he co-created Rick and Morty also. Which um I've never seen Rick and Morty, it's but good. their fans are shit. Yeah, it's it's good, but ever like But I wouldn't blame him for that. Right. But also like there's something about there's something about his humor in general like there's and i've noticed this a lot as i've been rewatching community is that there's a lot of like when it goes into juvenile territory and like mm-hmm. goes into like just gibberish stuff it feels like that's that's dan Harmon. like that is okay. Dan Harmon to a t kind of the more lowbrow kind of humor yeah, yeah like the easy laugh yeah like in season one the uh the probably the one episode that i didn't like as much as the other ones was the one with the teenagers and the Schmitty. Oh like, yeah. That got way too annoying. Yeah. Um, I, I'll agree with you there. Yeah. Uh, but, duh. Duh. Oh, God, but, um, but he, but like, he also got into hot water on Twitter like years ago that I hold a grudge about, but like, he like just fucking destroyed this person that tweeted at him and was like saying that like, Oh, you're nothing and everything that, like uh, I, I've done things that. Do you know who I am? Pretty much, yeah. And like he was just, I, I don't know. It's just, it's really, I don't know, murky. But I do like his work. But yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. That's well. That's when you get into the whole argument. Can you truly separate the art from the artist? Right. And I think that that's that's what's interesting is that the reason that season four doesn't work well is because he was fired from the show. And then they brought in uh, new showrunners for season four, and then he was mm-hmm. back for season five. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So, spoiler alert. But, um, but it's, it's just it's it's a it's a weird thing to kind of reconcile with that. But it is it works and it works despite him. I would say, um, and it's great. So so yeah. Um, anything else on Community? I'm really enjoying it. Um, the only reason I haven't watched it before now is because I didn't have access to it. Right. Um, it I'm not going. I'm not going to purchase a streaming service mm-hmm. or a subscription to something to watch one show. Yeah. So it was one of those things. I had always wanted to watch it, but just I didn't have access to it. And we watched that. We watched the D and D episode yes. at your house. I remember. Like I was tr- because it was it was right before I was filming right. that movie, the D and D. That's right. Murder movie. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten to that yet? Uh, that episode. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Still, just brilliant. Just yeah. That and like, that and like the. <laughs> I hump the sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that and like the uh, the um, stop motion episode. Like, mm-hmm. I love this like, um, imagination kind of thing. Kind yeah. Of thing. Um, they do a really cool thing later. They may actually do it. Have you seen Remedial Chaos Theory yet? The. I don't. I I don't know the names of the episodes. Okay, Okay. I'll skip that then. Uh, The one where have you seen the one where uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Pierce keeps referencing Eartha Kitt. No. Okay. So that episode's great. But anyway, they do like they do a lot more like imagination kind of stuff. Not not really imagination stuff, but they do like a riff on on certain things. uh, Yeah, it's it's kind of it feels kind of similar to Scrubs. In that aspect where they will do they, – they have moments or even whole episodes that aren't 
100% grounded in reality. Right. Uh, which I like. What I about when the show started was that mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is going to be a good, like, comedy with some drama thrown in like Scrubs was. And, like, it paid off really well. I actually I like yeah. it a lot more than Scrubs, to be honest. Um, it's just, it's, it's brilliant. I like it. Um, yeah, so that's community. Um, yeah. Anything else? Oh, so I asked, I texted you and I asked you, but oh. we'll go ahead and talk about it now. Are you Team Jitta or Team Janny? And now, okay, here, here is, I have, I do have one critique about the show, oh. and it's, it's that all of the hot young characters, mm-hmm. they're kind of like, they keep throwing them together, you know? Yeah. So, like, Jeff and Britta have mm-hmm. had sex, mm-hmm. and also Jeff and Annie have made out with each other. Right. And and there was one episode where, like, Britta and Troy had a moment, and I'm like, oh, were they hinting at something, oh, you yeah. know? Um, so they, they – and now Shirley and Senor Ben Chang mm-hmm. have hooked up, you know, and it's like right. they, they, they keep throwing all the characters together. Yeah. And that's, like – that's something that I uh, could I could do without – you know? I can definitely understand that. So to answer your question, the actual question, the answer that I gave you was I'm team not naming them that. But um, but then you said team Janny. I, I am team Janny. But, and that's a weird kind of thing because during the show when it was airing and stuff and I was watching it live, like I didn't really like the pairing of Jeff and Annie. Like I didn't, I didn't buy into that. How, how old is Jeff supposed to be I looked in the it show? Up. I think – because uh, that one episode in the tag, they were they were like uh, they were imitating Jeff, and they're like, "I'm, I think I'm so cool because I'm 40 or something." And then he's like, "I hey, am." There's no way he's supposed to be 40. Well, I looked it up at the time. I think he was 38. Um, okay, the actor. The actor. So I assume that like it would be the same. okay. Because yeah. if he's actually supposed to be 40 and she's 18, that's that's gross. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. Uh yes, um, but I don't I don't they, remember if they have explicitly said how old Jeff is. They, they haven't. Um, I know that he's a little bit older than the rest of them. Yeah, I would except say, for Pierce, of course. Right. I would say probably thirty. I, I would peg him at like thirty five in in the canon of the show. I think. <sighs> um, yeah. Uh, Maybe I'm not Team Janny. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the things that I I kind of like. That's one of the reasons why I wasn't really that on board with it, but. I think the the distaste I had for Britta as a character kind of swayed yeah. me to more of a Jeff and Annie thing. Yeah. yeah. They're, I mean, they're probably my least favorite characters. Jeff and Britta? On the show. I mean, I, I, I don't dislike Jeff. Right. But I don't really like him. Right. Like I do Troy and Abed and Annie mm-hmm. and Shirley and Chang. Mm-hmm. Um, How do you feel about Pierce? Pierce is funny. Mm-hmm. I, I like his shenanigans. I don't like him as a person, obviously, because right. he's <laughs> despicable. Right. But but he's funny, and he gives him a villain a lot of the times. Yeah, like the D and D episode. That's great. Like it's yeah, great. yeah. Oh, that worked so well. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I listened to uh, Dak Shepard's podcast, um, uh-huh. Armchair Expert, and he had Allison Brie on like fairly recently. And first of all. Uh, like she was they were talking about her relationship with Dave Franco who she's married to um and she goes through like the like, like the genesis of their relationship and everything and like i was sitting there i was like i think i'm falling in love with dave franco <laughs> um, cuz it's like it 
it's the sweetest. It's so it's yeah. Sweet. But she also talks a little bit about community and about being in a position where you're young and you have to kind of like let things slide. Like she was saying, I don't think she explicitly said Chevy Chase or maybe she did, but she was like, she was like, you know, things that, you know, he said, like he would say inappropriate things and like racist things that aren't funny, but we kind of had to kind of brush it off and kind of pretend it was okay. Yeah. And she was like, so he was kind of Pierce Hawthorne in real life. Pretty much. Yeah. And like, he's, he's notorious. Do you think he knew they were filming a TV show? (laughs) Or was it just like, hey, Chevy Chase, show up, and I, they just, like, <laughs> recorded what he said? <laughs> I would not put it past Chevy Chase. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, but it, it, there was a lot of uh, – there was some interesting tidbits on that. So I recommend that episode of the, that podcast after you listen to all of our podcasts. Um, I'll get right on that. Good, good. Um, yeah, so anything Wink. else? We. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> wink. Um, Look, I'm going to wink so hard I'm going to wink at you with both my eyes. Wink. <laughs> and now she just fell asleep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Uh, anything else you've watched? <sighs> no. Cool. Cool. Should yeah. we? <laughs> Should we wrap it up, or is there anything more that? I don't know. I think I think uh, I think that's it. Okay, cool, awesome. Well, thank you for joining me, Kirsten, for this uh, special episode of the the obsessive. A very special episode. A very special of obsessive episode. viewer. Yes, this is the first. Do, do, do. <laughs> this is not only the first episode that you've been on in 2020, but it is the first episode that I've had. That is an entire episode long thing uh, since February. An ente- uh, ent- entire episode long thing? I don't know what that means. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> An entire episode with me and one other person. Oh, like, a, like you don't have to splice it together with filler. <laughs> yeah. With filler. <laughs> Damn, no. And now we're worth more sponsors. Yes. No, it's been, it's been good. It's actually a full-length episode where, where you and I chatted, and it's, it's good. Yeah. Um, any parting thoughts? Any, any parting COVID-19 thoughts? Hey, guys, stay safe. You know, wear a mask when you go out. Um, don't be a dick and throw masks and gloves on the ground. You know, yes. be, oh. be nice to grocery store workers, mm-hmm. to delivery workers, to hospital workers, yes. to everyone who is keeping the country running right, right. now, be crazy. nice to those people. Tip extra yes. oh, yeah. for anything. Mm-hmm. I've, um, I've been making such an effort on that, too, because, like, I can't. Yeah, because, I mean, we're fortunate enough, the company where we work for, we're able to still work full time. And not everyone is in that position. Exactly. Um, um, did I tell you or I... I think I tweeted about it and posted it on Facebook, but uh, there was a week where my neighbors did three things. One, they had a party. Um, I My neighbors had people over last night. Yeah, that's so yeah. weird. I don't get it. But then... I mean, I get that you miss your friends. I miss my homies, too. I miss the homies. We have group video chats. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's what we do. Right. And like... I, uh, I just don't I don't get it. But 
a day or two after that, uh, someone was cooking and they did not properly ventilate their apartment. So, you, you told me about yeah. this. So like, I'm like standing outside waiting for the fire department to come by and, and clear everything. Uh, there was no fire or anything, but like, you know, the, did, did you grab your cat? I didn't No, Cause I figured it wasn't. Wow. Yeah, it's fine. She's fine. She's a fighter. She'll, she, she, Probably traumatized. No, well, maybe. But um. I remember. I don't know if you remember this. Several years ago, my apartment caught on fire. I do remember that? I wasn't home. Mm-hmm. It was my apartment building was actually struck by lightning. Right. And the the way that the buildings were set up, it was um, a bottom unit and a top unit, and we were on the bottom. The unit above ours was the one that was struck, and that one was completely like a complete loss hours. We had like a lot of water damage and smoke damage, um, very minimal fire damage, Mm. but we, we did have to move. Um, but I wasn't home. My roommate wasn't home either. Um, but she called, she got home while they were still putting out the fire and she, she, we have cats inside and they, they ran in, they got our cats. And, um, when we were finally able to go back in, it was several days later, they had to make sure that the building was structurally safe before we could go inside. Um, The beds were all like flipped and thrown around the room. Mm -hmm. And I realized it was because they were looking for the cats. They were probably hiding. Oh yeah. That they, they had to go in and like, you know, flip the the beds up Mm -hmm. to get the cats. Um. Yeah, pizza was fine because uh, I knew it wasn't anything. Like, I, I knew it was cooking because I could smell. I I knew it was safe, but uh, I did really, I did have this random thought the other day. Um, as you know, pizza has all of her toys, a majority of her toys, behind the couch that she hides mm. them. Um, and like I was thinking about that because I I didn't see her for a while, so I was checking behind the couch to see if she was there, and I saw like just a pile of crinkle toys that she has back there, mm-hmm. and like I realized like. I've never seen her take a toy back there. And like, I just imagine that like when I'm not here or when I'm at work or whatever in the old days, um, I just, in the time before the sickness, before, um, before the apocalypse, I just imagined her like take, like individually taking each one of the toys and just doing like that whole like meme thing where it's like, "Ah, I can, no one ever fucking helps me around here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ninja has a bunch of toys. Her favorite toys are just like little balls Mm. and she bats those under like the couch and under the entertainment center. And and then she'll just, she has a ton of them, but if she bats one under, she has to sit there and yowl at me until I get it out. It's like, you have four other identical (laughs) balls over here that you can play with, but she wants that one that's under the entertainment center and impossible to reach. (laughs) Oh, uh, classic cats. Cats, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> cats. But <laughs> You'll believe. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, but the third thing that my neighbors did that week. Uh, this oh, yeah, we're still talking about this. Yeah. Well, this is the big one. Um, I went downstairs to get my mail. And I noticed on the ground next to the door in the hallway inside the building was a mm-hmm. pile of... A turd. No. Oh. No. Human there... remains. No. no. Animal remains. No. no. Okay. Um, um, masks and gloves. Used masks and gloves. <gasps> oh, yeah. come on, people. Yeah, and I was like, are you 
fucking serious right now? And then, like, the next day, the complex put a letter on our doors, on everyone's doors, and said mm-hmm. something to the effect of, like, uh, if you're caught disposing of, of gloves like this in the hallway, like, we need our presentation needs to be good or whatever. But, like, if you're caught with this, you could be evicted because this is unacceptable. Like, we can't, like, allow this at all. Um, so I was like, yeah, good job, guys. Um, yeah. So. Has it happened since then that you've noticed? It has not, but I don't good, leave good. that often, so I don't. People are like, for the most part, people are doing well mm-hmm. during all this, but there are just small groups of people who are just jackasses. They're so stubborn. Yeah, I think they're inv- invincible. Like I don't yeah. understand like the people protesting and stuff, like saying that, like the the rationale being that like, Oh, I want to do these things and everything. It's like, it's, I don't understand how they, the lack of compassion, like it's not about you. Like, yeah. And it's something I've been trying to hammer into my family. Like mm-hmm. it is not just putting yourself at risk. It's putting, you know what? This is not what the people are here. It's not to listen to. <laughs> we had a big long conversation we before. Did about this we don't we don't right. need to go into it's it's gotten late enough that i think i'm just gonna order some food oh really oh, I'm, I'm not gonna worry about making dinner tonight yeah. i'll make my fish tomorrow nice what are you gonna order i don't know hmm. i'm trying to order local as much as i can like yeah local small local businesses yeah same here but there's not really that much i tacos and tequila Ooh, i might get tacos and tequila I whoop them up and I'm out. I'm outside of their delivery range. You should bring me some. <laughs> I'm not going to break. You should drop it off like no contact delivery right. at my apartment. Tip me like 150 percent. Well, no, no. You're you you're said, my friend, right? I thought we were friends. You just said tip extra. Are you not going to tip extra? I didn't say I wouldn't wow. tip extra, but not 150. Well, percent I think it's I think it's worth 150. Because I'm only getting well, a little bit of it. Guys, thanks for tuning in. This has been the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. We hope you're all staying safe out there. Yes, we do. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll fuck it. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Uh, but this was fun. We should do it again. Yeah, we should. Yes, yes. If you watch Onward, we should do that. Or okay, you know, whatevs. So I mean, you know, whatever. I'm I'm loosey goosey. Yeah, I'm loose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loose here. Tell me about it. And it's just so funny the way their faces would light up when they would think of it's, and then they enter his position. It's so perfect. Like when he so says great. that about the short Paul when he was swinging his feet. <laughs> so I didn't know what he was doing it for. I because I completely had forgotten about short Paul. Hey, oh yeah. But he was swinging his feet, so I was like, oh, it's a kid. And then he was smoking a cigarette, and I was like, oh, it's a kid smoking a cigarette. <laughs> And when, when he's like, do you want me to stamp it out? He's like, no, I know. I <laughs> do you, and he, when he turned his chair for him. So and I love how her name was Marnie. Then they, they forgot Marnie. they gave her a name. And it was like, Amber. And he's like, oh, Amber is my nickname. It's the, your nickname is a completely different name. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yeah. I'm, prob- I'm going to probably watch that again. 
Yeah. <sighs> it was very so good. good. So good. <sighs> All right. Well, I'm going to get food. So. Okay. Me too. Fun. Cool. All right. Well, I'll, I'll see you later. See you later. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Every, every time I see the... I've never seen Peaky Blinders, and I think I've told you this before because I say it all the time whenever I come across it on Netflix, but whenever I see Peaky Blinders, like I will say out loud, Oi, them's Peaky Blinders they is! <laughs> Classic. So dumb. So, okay. Uh, yeah, ten seconds of silence just for shit. The Obsessive Viewer podcast is edited and produced by Matt Hurt and presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. For a full archive of our episodes, go to ObsessiveViewer.com slash OV archive. You can also like our Facebook page and join the OV Facebook group at Facebook.com slash The Obsessive Viewer. And follow us on Twitter at Obsessive Viewer and at Obsessive Tiny. And follow our recurring co-hosts at I am Mike White, that's me, at R.A. Feckus and at Burger underscore Lurker. If you enjoy the show, please take a couple minutes to leave us a rating and a quick review on Apple Podcasts. This is the easiest way to support what we do, and all it costs is a little bit of your time. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a PayPal donation at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. Or support us on Patreon for recurring donations and access to commentary tracks and B-roll audio recorded exclusively for patrons at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more, visit our Public store. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. Or you can simply search for Obsessive Viewer at tpublic.com, T-E-E, public.com. For information about our annual live event showcasing short horror films from local filmmakers, check out shocktoberinirvington.com. And for an archive of all our events, as well as news about potential future events, head over to obsessiveviewer.com slash live. For more podcast content, you can find Anthology, Matt's solo podcast covering The Twilight Zone, and other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows at anthologypod.com and on Twitter at OVAnthologyPod. You can also find Tower Junkies, a podcast where Matt and Tiny share their love of all things Stephen King and his magnum opus, The Dark Tower series, at TowerJunkiesPod.com and at TowerJunkiesPod on Twitter. And finally, check out The Secular Perspective, Tiny's side project podcast, which tackles current events and life's big questions from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda, at thesecularperspective.com. The theme music for The Obsessive Viewer comes courtesy of the band Loudlike from their EP, Mistakes We Must Make. Additional bumper music is provided courtesy of As Good As It Gets, which can be found at facebook.com slash asgoodasitgetsband. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Kitty!